It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Steelers Draft Talk. I'm your host, Derek Bell. With me is my good buddy, Nick Martin. It is NFL Combine week, sort of, next week. Um, But this is going to be our preview show for the Combine. Going to talk about some guys that we're really excited to see test, work out, um, as long as some guys that, you know, we need to get some answers from. So, Nick, first off, how we doing, brother? Doing great, man. Doing great. We're getting closer to the the most exciting part of the draft process where everyone watches guys run around in shorts and whether or not a guy runs a four, three and how that might affect their stock as we've seen in the past, no Al Davis uh, anymore, rest in peace. But if he were around, he would, he would love this class. He would, he would take some guys a little higher than expected. (laughs) Yeah. Facts. A lot, a lot of speedsters in this class. I, I, I think the 40 yard dash man has almost become like this, national spectacle like it's it's so funny how um how excited you know draft twitter gets over the 40 yard dash i love it um i'm excited to see it i think it's going to be interesting um to see these guys run there's a lot of like you said a lot of fast fast dudes um on this lineup of combine invites i do want to like preface that by saying you know we talk about this all the time on twitter but you know with the combine it's good to check boxes but the most important thing really of the combine is going to be the players interviewing with the teams and then the medical history aspect of it. The testing is a portion of the, you know, evaluation, but it's, you know, important to not lose sight that it's not everything. And I think that's sometimes what people kind of fall victim to is, you know, counting things twice. So if you know a guy's extremely fast, don't bump him up your rankings or just, you know, absolutely fall in love with him a second time when you already knew he was fast, you know, yeah. those things should be expected. Now, if, and if know, a guy for me, a little yeah, for me, it's like, if anyone runs, you know, if I'm thinking, you know, some dudes got, you know, four, three speed, four, four speed, and they go out there and run like a four, five, five or four, six, 40, then you got to go back in, you know, to the tape and see kind of what happened, what went wrong, where you were wrong. But, um, you know, it's something to keep in mind for sure during draft season. Yeah, definitely for sure. Cause like a lot of times, you know, it's not always, it's confirming somewhat of what you know, but also if there's something unexpected, you see it, it, Mm -hmm. it makes you go back to the tape to see, okay, where did I go wrong with watching this player? You know, cause you know, we're all human. We don't always see it. Right. And some of these guys don't always play how they test. And you know, it's important to keep that in mind. Yeah. 
for sure. All right, without further ado, let's uh, let's get started with some guys that we think are going to just blow up the combine. You know, we mentioned that there's a lot of great athletes here. Um, run me down a list of players that you're looking forward to seeing, you know, kind of exploded in Indy next week. DJ Turner from Michigan. He has a huge chance to match uh, the combine record of, uh, what you call it, of the uh, three cone set by Oklahoma's Jordan Thomas of a 6.28. He clocked a 6.29 in the offseason, and he has been clocked also at running 23.07 miles per hour in the GPS. Yeah, that's absolutely just ridiculously moving. And, you know, he's gone from, like, 177 pounds to 187. Like, he's a ridiculous athlete. Guy, like, definitely expecting to blow up the combine. Another guy, Will McDonald, the fourth. That's my guy. Dude, he he is ridiculously just twitched athletic. Like, he moves so well on film. He expects. He can explode off the line when he's not false stepping. And you can, you know, you can see it because, you know, Matt Campbell, uh, you know, coach of uh, Iowa State, he expects him to jump like 42 or 43 inches at the combine and broad jump around 11 feet. And I, I could definitely see him touching near those numbers because you see that level of athleticism. I'm also very curious to see overall how he looks in the agilities because he's a guy who he can absolutely bend. And while the agility numbers don't always match with the bend, with the bend, mm-hmm. it's important to keep it in mind as a, as a, as a, as a number, you know, cause that change of direction is important, especially when playing in space. Sure. Uh, now here's my, now here's another guy. I love this guy. Rashawn Johnson, Texas's backup running back to B. John Robinson, you know, six or six foot two twenty eight or so two twenty five or so. He has been clocked running around 22.6 miles per hour in the GPS, which makes him one of Texas's fastest players. And while that speed doesn't always show up on on film, I think it's more of a buildup speed. But when he hits that gear, you can tell that he can outrun pursuit angles way more than you'd expect a guy that big to be able to. Definitely some, and you know, I think he moves pretty well as well. You know, I, so I wouldn't be surprised if he does well in the agilities as well. For me, I, I, I really, I really like him and I'm excited to see him. Now, this is interesting because I've talked about him on the podcast a few times. Joe Tipman, center from Wisconsin. This is a guy who is 6'6, 323 pounds. He is an absolute mammoth of a human being but he moves really well. They ask him to pull a ton. He looks smooth, but he's not always, you know, he's, you know, he's taller. So, you know, it doesn't always show up on the film, but he's going to put on a spectacle. He's been clocked having a four, three, one pro agility time and like a one, six, five, 10 yard split, which is absolutely absurd for a guy that big and it's strong and you know that's definitely a guy that i'm i'm really excited to see i'm a i'm a i'm a pretty big fan overall this game yeah and going back to another guy i love adi tamiwa adebare i am i i think he's a guy that really cemented what he could do at the senior bowl because on film he was not always playing the role that i thought was best suited for him which was as an attacking three technique with an occasion, you know, the, the ability to play as a five and hold the point of attack with his 
with his uh, length, but he's not just six like six one two eighty. Like he is going to bend and he's going to show off in the agilities. He's been timed with like a four oh five shuttle drill in in testing before a six nine three cone and like a ten five broad jump and a thirty seven and a half inch vertical jump. And you know, Freaky. yes, it's absolutely insane. Like some of the stuff he can do. And while those guys, you know, we're going to, I'm just going to kind of talk about this real quick while we're talking about like, you know, some of the reported testing numbers, some of these are not going to match stride for stride. Some of these might get better. Some of these might get worse. And it's important to keep in mind that these guys are going to be going through a ton of trails. They're going to be exhausted by the end of the process, especially with all the interviews. So it's important to keep in mind not only how they test, but also keeping in mind you know, the context of the combine, what they're going through. And now I'm going to get back to the list and uh, go to another guy, Trenton Simpson, 6'3", 240 pounds. I wouldn't be shocked if he had like the type of, like a type of performance that we saw maybe from like a Ryan Shazier back in the day in terms of like what he did at his pro day. He's been, you know, Tigers coaches say he runs a 40 in the high four threes, which I could definitely see it. I think he's more four, four. He's a guy who moves incredibly well, but I just have no clue what the hell to do with him because he just plays so many roles and he doesn't really know what he's doing or what he's looking at. So, you know, it doesn't really change much for me how he's going to end up, how he's going to end up moving. Another guy, Darius rush from South Carolina. He was the fastest player at senior bowl practices, clocking in at 21.65 miles per hour, which is which is really fast for a corner. It it would probably translate to around like four, like you know, low four fours, maybe mid four fours or or so. Maybe even a little, maybe I'm I'm might be underestimating it just a little bit, but like Rush is a guy that showed a lot of recovery speed and that was the big thing like when he got caught out of phase he was able to get back into the picture and you love seeing that in corners that are as as big and tall as he is i don't necessarily know if the change of direction is elite but he was mirroring routes extremely well so i'm kind of curious to see how overall how he does there one more uh you know two more guys i gotta name ivan pace jr another senior bowl guy clocked in at 20.58 20.58 miles per hour, which is blazing. Um, for uh, for perspective, Troy Anderson last year test uh, he was at 20.29 miles per hour, and he ended up having like a 4.42 40 yard dash. Ivan Pace has a chance to put up like Devin Bush type of numbers, in my opinion. Like he's a guy who can really move, and he can see. And he he knows how to take on blocks kind of well, but the problem is deconstructing and being able to use his hands to get off those blocks consistently. You know, that's the big thing I, you know, we, I wanted to see with him more than anything, but pace is a ridiculous athlete. He's a guy that there's going to, he, he's kind of divisive right now because of his size, but he's going to run out of the gym. And you know, you look at what has been a weaker linebacker class. I wouldn't be surprised to see him rise up after a combine performance that puts him, under the microscope of most people. And then my last guy, Drew Sanders from Arkansas. We've gone over the, both of us have gone over the film. He can't tackle worth the damn. (laughs) Like he has so many missed tackles, but he is a ridiculous athlete. It's apparent from the jump. Like 
The guy can absolutely move so well in space. He can, I honestly think he can bend way better around the edge than you get, than you expect a guy like that to be able to. But I just love the way he's able to sift around blocks. Like he's just really fluid. He can deconstruct, but he also has that range in terms of his speed. I wouldn't be surprised if he ran around low four sixes, high four fives. I think he'll test pretty well overall in the agilities as well. It's, you know, those, that's a guy I definitely expect to make some waves. Yeah. With, with Sanders, like you said, the missed tackles are mind boggling on film, but you look at a guy that can really move sideline to sideline. He's a good athlete. I'm actually curious on what his length ends up being because I know he's listed like six, five, I think two thirty three. with threats to our nation waiting around every corner. Adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um. He looks all of 6'5". I mean, he has yeah. that, uh, like, I think he's probably smaller, but he he's definitely smaller in terms of his build. He's leaner, but he almost looks like how Leighton Vander Esch looked coming out of uh, out of college, how he just tall, long. I'm, yeah. I'm curious on what his wingspan is. Um, he doesn't always use it, like, correctly. I think it's block, block shedding's a little bit um, maybe inconsistent. Um, but he can definitely do it. And I think as he gets stronger, that was the main thing. Like when I was watching him, like if he can get a little bit stronger, like, cause he has room to grow and room to add weight, he gets a little bit stronger and it's, it's going to be, he's going to be a really good prospect. Um, I'll just kind of quickly run down my list. Um, we had, we had some of the same players. We can kind of uh, talk about them in the middle, but um, number one on my list, this is a guy who I didn't really know much about until I was covering the uh, Strombo um, virtually and that was starling thomas from uab Um, just a cornerback who can absolutely fly um i know that uh feldman's freak list guy uh they had him at 24 miles per hour on the gps i don't know what that equates to in the 40 i am assuming that it's definitely in the four threes range um thomas is a guy that like i always like doing this uh on combine week I always try to put out a list on Twitter and it's like, all right, give me your guy who th- you think runs the fastest 40. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of popular answers, but I think I'm going to go with Thomas just because I think that a, he's kind of a dark horse. And I legitimately think that he could run the fastest 40 at the event this year. Um, I know in high school, he was a state champion uh, track guys. Well, he ran like a 10.4, I think hundred meter maybe um, yeah. in high school, which is like unbelievably fast. So um I'm excited to see him run. I think he's going to do extremely well. Um, and then Christian Gonzalez, I want to see what he weighs in at because I legitimately, I do think he's close to 200. Um, but, you know, solid length. I think if he runs the 40, he's going to run it like 
high four threes, low four fours, in my opinion. I, I think he's super explosive. He's going to kill it in the, you know, the vertical, the broad jump. I, I think he's stronger than his play dictates, too. Um, he doesn't always play to his strength um, and kind of imposes physicality. I think he's a little bit more of a finesse corner right now. But I do think he's a strong kid who doesn't get, like, bumped off routes. Um, he could play at the catch point. He tackles pretty well in space. I'm just super excited to see him run because I've watched – I watched every game that Oregon played this past year just of him on film, and I didn't see any receiver stack him in at all that season. Like, I think there was, like, maybe one or two times where a receiver got a step on him. So, intrigued to see how he runs. Um, Gonzalez is going to be a first-round pick for sure. It's just a matter of, you know, he goes out there and runs like a four-three-five forty, and he's probably a lock to go in the top ten. So, um, another guy, Schramble, uh, Trey Dean from Florida. I was excited about him heading into the week just because he's a guy that's uh, he was a fairly high recruit coming out of high school. Um, He's a guy who has some cornerback experience. That's I think where he came to Florida as, Um, but really good mover Um, plays has played, you know, has experience playing in the slot, played in the box, a little bit deep safety. Um, There was that video going around Twitter a couple days ago of him doing like 26 reps of 225 uh, with wherever he's training at, which is, that's unbelievable for a safety. I mean, we're talking about, you know, borderline. I I believe that's like record type numbers for um, a DB. So he's going to kill it. I mean, there's a lot of people that are probably going to end up boosting him up their rankings just because, you know, of how he looks. And I thought he had a good trombo week. So um, this is the guy that I think, I'm most excited to see run mainly because I wanted to confirm my priors, but uh, Zay flowers from Boston college. I've been a Zay flowers fan for a long time. um, Several years. I I love watching him play, but I think what kind of sets him apart from the rest of these slot receivers in this class. And it's a good slot receiver class um, is I just think he has a different gear than everybody else. Um, Even, you know, the Josh Downs, you know, some of these other guys that, you know, can really play. I just think he has a different gear. I think, you know, you sent me that tweet from uh, Tony Pauline saying that he's like aiming for low four threes. I had him down in my notes as I I thought he was going to run somewhere between like a four, three, five and a four, three, eight. Just that was the kind of speed that I thought he had. With Flowers, I think the biggest difference between him and some of these other guys is how quickly he gets to that speed. Um, has a real big time accelerator. Um, he just—it seems like he can go from zero to one hundred in like you know a split second. So reportedly been running some insanely fast ten yard splits too. So and I mean, I, you know how I feel about ten yard splits. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it definitely checks out. I mean, ten yard splits incredibly um, important. You know, not just for receivers, but you know, edge rushers because that's you know that ten yard span is where they're going to be doing ninety percent of their work, especially as a pass rusher. So I'm I'm interested to see what he runs. Um, Flower and and again, flowers. I think didn't he come? He came in at the Shrine I think at one eighty two, which yeah. is an incredible weight for him. Yes. Uh, you know, five ten one eighty two puts him like firmly in the realm of he can still play outside if you don't like if you don't have a guy out there already. Like I think most teams are probably gonna immediately day one uh, might put him in the slot, but I think, you know, he's got the weight and the skill set to play outside. So uh, he, he's already checked off a couple boxes for me. Um, I'm just curious on him confirming my priors at the 40, just some other guys that, um, you know, I'm very interested to see. 
I don't know. Quarterbacks are kind of weird when it comes to combines. Some of them test, some of them don't. It's hard to figure out what's going to happen with that. Anthony Richardson, I mean, that's like a no-brainer. I mean, he could literally break Twitter, I think, if he ends up running the 40. Like, maybe not because, like, we're used to – I think Lamar Jackson, like, that hype, even though he didn't actually run the 40, I think Lamar's speed has, like, discombobulated everyone else's – thoughts when it comes to cute quarterback speed but yeah. i think richardson's got legitimate 4-4 speed um and he's doing that at 240 pounds or whatever he's listed at um at florida i think he's like a legit 6-4 240 can run in the four fours i think if he throws um i'm very interested to see i think that people will be impressed with the way he throws um on air um and especially how well he throws the deep ball that was the number one thing that i came away impressed with um aside from like the pocket navigation stuff is i thought he threw the deep ball uh pretty well pretty accurately and then just another guy um you talk about guys that could potentially um maybe break the 40 yard dash record um jalen hyatt from tennessee i don't i mean that's kind of a no-brainer easy one but um hyatt is an incredibly smooth mover who you know can get to that top gear very quickly i i would be absolutely floored if hyatt ran like higher than like a 435 i mean i'm expecting like 431 432 um just baseline for him honestly so yeah oh go go ahead if no you you're good you're good oh, okay so you um you were mentioning some guys you thought that could break the record, and that's where I'm actually really interested to watch some of these scat backs. And I kind of want to get into this as a subtopic, but you know, Devin A. A. Kane, who is absolutely ridiculously fast, like he's probably the fastest player I, I think I've seen on film in terms of just being able to get oh, yeah. to top gear in such a hurry. Ridiculous, ridiculous, like just athlete in terms of his like track credentials just he's run a 10 one four in the 100 yard dash which is like the 10th fastest time in AM history i'm so curious to see how he how he does and then jameer gibbs who's reportedly ran a 4-3-2 when he was transferring from georgia tech to alabama which could be faster and you know he's been clocked at like 22.4 miles per hour in game speed and then you got Tajay Spears, who another, you know, another guy you think I, I think he should test well. I actually think he's gonna have the overall best testing in terms of like agility and like 40 speed and 10 yard splits. Yeah. I think I think he has a real chance to do that. Deuce Fawn's another guy. I'm really curious, you know, smaller guy. You, you really want to see how some of these like these quote scat backs how they end up testing overall but i think it's just going to make for such a fun event just watching to see how they how they outdo one yeah. another yeah i think spear spears and gibbs to me are you know more complete than those yes. other two guys you mentioned but i, I even think aj is a different type of back for me as well because of how well he can make guys miss like it's not just straight line speed with him a lot of these like scat backs that we see that you know can run incredibly fast in a straight line they maybe don't have as much like functional um, athleticism or like agility to go with that and his change of direction is unbelievable and I actually think like he's stronger than like your average kind of scat back he's listed at 185 but I'm not so sure that's like correct is how i is how i feel because like he's more rocked up in like the hips and like in the legs than you'd expect a guy like that so 
I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up surprising me with like how yeah. he ends up measuring in. And I think that could really bolster his stock. If that yeah. He goes in there and weighs in at like, you know, one ninety, and then runs in the four threes. I mean, we're going to be having a different type of conversation about, you know, where he's potentially going to land. And I mean, I, I normally, you know, I'm anti running back in round one and I definitely don't anticipate, you know, him to go in that range, but you talk about, taking even like gadget guys or scat bags even in like round two i feel like it's you know a little bit of a risky proposition because you can find those guys later in the draft usually but like a team like kansas city to replace like jared mckinnon with Devin h like i I think that that would be you know i'm all on board with that because i think (laughs) that's a team that could potentially you know get the most out of him um, I did want to holler at two more players I thought I was going to test. Well, I, I was at the bottom of my list, but I think I'm missing people. So um, um, I'm really interested to see how um, Zach Harrison tests. Like, I, I think he's going to test extremely well. Uh, Ohio State edge rushers. Ohio State always has their, guy, their guys really prepared for, like, these types of events. Um, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, uh, of course, Alabama, like these big schools, Georgia, like these big schools always seem to, you know, have their guys really well prepared. But he's incredibly explosive to me. And I, I think that he's going to absolutely kill uh, like the broad jump. Um, I think he's extremely long, too. I'm interested to see where like he measures in at. Um, I'll just this kind of leads us into our next segment. Um, but I'm curious on how he does in like the three cone and how well he moves, because I think see him a little bit as like a linear athlete and i want to see um just a little more consistency in terms of like bend and like flexibility um but you know who who are some guys that you're looking forward to like or what are some questions that you need answers on you know other guys i think we both have the same exact question and it involves yeah. probably the freakiest athlete of um, among them all is keely ringo mm-hmm. who is 6'2 215 and you know Safety legit build. Yeah, legitimate four three guy can clock at twenty two miles per hour on the GPS. Like, absolutely can run. I've had so many questions about his transitions because of how constant he got beat across his face and just how slow some of his his hip transitions were in terms of being able to turn. So I'm going to be looking how he does in the field drills more than anything. I want to see mm-hmm. how fast and twitchy he can. He can turn his hips. Those are the big things I want to see with him. Change of direction as well. The shuttle, you know, those are the big things I want to see with Keely Ringo. Those are more important to me overall because you can run fast and there are things you can do with a corner with like him, but the, the, the appeal of him, especially early on, people thought he was way more scheme versatile Maybe he might not have as much of that versatility as people think because of some of the limitations in his hips. So I'm very curious yep. to see, you know, you know, what you say you have the same overall thought. I know you have the same overall thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, I was extremely high on Ringo coming into the season. I thought we were going to get it like a big jump, but just some things like repeatedly coming up on film, like the transitions, the footwork, um, the overall technique is inconsistent. Um, but like you said, like the scheme versatility might not be there early on. I think if you draft this kid and you throw him into a man coverage scheme where he has to line up across um, receivers, some of these shiftier guys, like he's going to struggle, particularly early on until like he really hones in on his technique um, and fixes or, you know, smoothens out some of those transitions. Um, 
another guy that I'm really interested to see how they do in the field, Joe's is Joey Porter Jr. I have some of the same questions, maybe not as exaggerated. Um, they're definitely different styles of corners, um, mainly because uh, Ringo doesn't use his physicality nearly as well or as much as Porter Jr. does, particularly at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I'm interested to see, like, because I, I legitimately don't know, like, can Joey Porter Jr. play like off man coverage? I don't know because I don't know that I saw it. And I don't, that's what I'm interested to see, like how he does out of a backpedal, how he flips his hips. Um, I don't think he's necessarily stiff. I just don't know that he's as fluid as like maybe you would want for a guy where he's going to go. Um, and I also think like the 40 is sort of important for him because, um, like I mentioned, mentioned this on the podcast um, a couple weeks ago when I was talking with Noah, but I think that. Porter Jr. is more raw in his technique than people are giving him credit for because of how successful he was in college. Um, I just know that there's some perplexing things that I see on tape in terms of him lunging, some false steps, locking out his hips, two-hand jams. A lot of that stuff at the lot of scrimmage works better against college receivers who are going to give up their chest and don't have as much of a detailed release plan. Um that's not really going to work at the next level. So I'm curious on like um, is, you know, not only, you know, where he goes to further develop his technique is really important, but is he going to be as versatile where you can play him in off coverage? I'm not really worried about him in zone. I think he can do that. He's, he's a smart dude. Um, And I think his zone reps are fine from what I saw on tape, but how he does in the drills um, in terms of like measurements, um, the arm length, is going to be crazy. Yeah. The, the measurements for, Porter Jr. are going to be like unbelievable. And that's why I think like if he runs, if he runs like sub four five, he's a lock for the first round. I think like, I mean, I, I don't, I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit lower on him than the consensus, but at the same time, yeah. like I, I think he's a first round player. If you know, he proves he can run, you know, sub four, four, um, let's get to some weight. Let's get some weigh-ins. Oh. You, you, what weigh-in guys are you, uh, you curious about? Before I do that, I want to add yep. one quick thing. Um, mm-hmm. So Joey Porter Jr. has been training with Oliver Davis a uh, second. He's been training uh, Eli Ricks and Emmanuel Forbes. And, um, you know, he he's talked a lot about how big and fast, athletic and quick, like Joey Porter Jr. is. Apparently, Joey, I don't know if this is a confirmed source. I've just read it somewhere. I'm going to mention it. I'm not going to talk about the validity of it. He's apparently aiming for four threes, and I think – like I would have to go crazy and go back to the tape at that point. Cause I don't know if I'm seeing something like that from Joey Porter jr, but Hey, I've been surprised before. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there in that regard. I have yeah. like mid four, 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 five as like four, four, five was the like, okay, he just killed it. He's definitely going round one type thing for yeah. me that that was the absolute fastest i don't think he runs slower than like a four five two but he is somebody it was hard for me to gauge his um to gauge his deep speed honestly. yeah that, no i agree on that completely um so guys i'm really curious to see how they weigh in uh so i'm going to talk about his another guy you know that we just mentioned oliver davis um who's training manuel forbes reportedly Met, had played the season around in like the one sixties, if I, if I remember correctly, like one like one six like high one sixties, low one seventies. I'm very curious to see how he measures in because I think he's got good tape. I think he has really good ball skills. I think I think there are some gambles he takes on film 
but I do think he's a guy overall in terms of athleticism, in terms of straight line speed and the hips, it, it all aligns. I'm just very curious to see how that weight ends up measuring up because if you're a much skinnier corner like that, like there's going to be concerns with your with your functional strength at the line of scrimmage in particular, and you know being able to play catch technique consistently for sure for sure and i'm gonna kind of run through a few guys because there's a there's quite a there's quite a few um lucas van ness um this is probably the biggest one for me because i think lucas van ness if he goes to to an interior defensive line position he has a chance to be a justin smith type of player and i don't say that in like you know, light regards. I, I think there's a rare level of power. There's a lot of contact balance to be able to hold up the point of attack. The problem, he's a tweener size right now. He's like in the two seventies. I think he's a guy, if he goes, you know, he shows up like at least 10 pounds heavier and he shows he's committed to that. I think that change, you know, that's where I'm, I'm much higher on him overall. If he shows up as a more of a two sixty guy, that's concerning to me overall because he might be thinking he's going to be on the edge more often. And I don't think he's the type of guy that's going to unlock his full potential along the edge. I do think there is a good floor, but that's it a bit about it. Okay. I'm going to list it to you. I can't, I cannot stress how much I agree with you. I just, I don't, I don't know that he's going to be able to put on enough weight to like transition to that. Like, yeah. you know, hand in the dirt type of guy. I I do think that he'll probably come in around like high two sixties. That's what he looked like to me on film, but you mentioned just his potential as an edge rusher. The potential is there. I mean, the kid's obviously extremely athletic, but when you watch his film, I watched two games before I put out like my first round mock, like last month or whatever. Um, or I guess it was a couple weeks ago. I don't know, but I watched two games of him. I don't know that I saw him do anything other than try to run straight down the middle of a tackle. And like, again, he had incredible success with it. I know he's got highlights of, you know, running over like Peter Skronsky and running over Paris Johnson. That's all good and fine. But like at the next level, offensive tackles are not just going to let you do the bull in a China shop, run straight down their face. Like, you know, 30 pass snaps a game. Now, are you like, can he win like that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But he's going to have to add some type of a change up, like whether it's, you know, better manipulation with his head, like head fakes or some stutters, some, um, you know, some crossovers some things like that, or just add like a legitimate secondary move. Uh, Like right now, he's literally just a single dimensional player to me um, who's going to get drafted higher than probably – we're willing to admit right here or com- that we're comfortable with. But I, I agree. I think more of a like hand in the dirt type of player, like true defensive end type would probably be a better career switch for him long-term just because it, that strength is unbelievable. Yeah. In my opinion, I think he can be what people wanted Taven Bryant to be is that that's how I feel if he, if he goes along the interior, because I think he has that functional strength. Mm-hmm. I think he just needs to add more to it overall. And I think there's, there's a role for him in that regard. I just want to mention a few more things because I'm, I'm running out of, I'm running out of time, but Jordan Addison, I just want to see what he measures in that. My opinion, I like him more than Calvin Ridley. I like him less than Devonte Smith. I'm very curious to see if he measures more like a Devonte Smith, 
measures more like a Calvin Ridley, or if he's somewhere in between, like, you know, 170, 180, where, where is he going to measure in between that? Maybe he surprised me and measures in at like 183, like Zay Flowers did. We'll, we'll see. Um, a few more guys. Tyreek Stevenson, I want to see his transitions. I He has the clunkiest transitions I've seen out of a corner, but he has such good technique that it bugs me <laughs> to, to no end how he doesn't get it beat across his face. So, it, And he shows really good makeup speed. So I'm really curious to see how the change of direction, the agilities end up matching up, but also the field drills. And Clark Phillips, I just want to see, does he measure in at like 5'9", 5'10", maybe 5'11"? Uh, is the athleticism more like an Asante Samuel Jr., like like I thought I saw on, on film? Or is he maybe a way better athlete than expected? And that might raise the projection of where he might go overall. Clark Phillips is great tape. I don't, I, I have no questions about, about that. And yeah. I do think he's a very functional athlete for, for what he, for what he offers in terms of functional athletes. Jack Campbell has good film at linebacker. He has good block deconstruction. He has good eyes. He's able to see things. I think he moves decently. Well, I think he's got very good functional athleticism. The problem, I don't think he's very twitchy. He's mm-hmm. smooth, but he's not twitchy. So he has to go through blocks, not around them. He doesn't, you know, have that level of upside as an edge, as a, as an, as a potential blitzer. Campbell, I'm just kind of curious to see how the ten yard splits are and like his forty. How fast is he overall? What's the change of direction in terms of just like how he measures up? I think he'll be good. I, I think like he can do like Nick Kwiatkowski numbers, but if he goes a little bit lower than that, that could raise a little bit more of my expectations and make me want to go back to the film. Yeah, uh, you. I mean, you hit on a bunch of stuff that I had written down too. I mean, just weigh-ins for Forbes and Phillips are going to be huge. I mean, how yeah. how those guys test at their weights. And, you know, I, I think Forbes is definitely lighter than Phillips. I think Phillips might weigh in a little bit heavier um, than we kind of expect, but he's still going to be in that like mid one eighties range. If I had to guess Forbes is a guy that I worry about coming in like sub one eighty. I think he looks lean, lean, yeah, but he's very- um, he, like you mentioned some of his ball skills though. Like I, I believe he's the NCAA record holder for pick sixes. I mean, he had like, I, I know that he has the record for the sec, uh, but I'm pretty sure that I like someone tweeted me that um, and corrected me. Cause I think I tweeted it out saying that he was sec record holder, but somebody I think corrected me saying he was NCAA holder. So I'll have to fact check that, but just a couple guys like 40 yard dash wise that I'm curious on see, seeing what they run that could potentially tick them up a bit for me. Um, Devon with a spoon. I'm not really, I'm not worried about the 40 yard dash. I have him personally pegged for like a four or five guy who's a lot more explosive in short bursts than anything else. I will not worry if he runs a four or five. I think Twitter may freak out a little bit, but I am not worried about if he runs a four or five. I am going to be concerned if he comes in like four or five, five, which I don't think is the case, but I don't think that his deep speed is a strength for him. I don't see the recovery ability. I don't think he's a crazy athlete in terms of like a deep speed type of guy. Um, but change of direction, short area burst, explosiveness, all that checks. He checks the boxes on everything else. So yeah. I'm just curious on what he runs. If we're talking about a guy, like he goes out there and runs like a four, four five or something like that, then That's... I would, I would 100% be cool with taking him um, inside the top 10, because aside from like Great. minor, minor technical stuff, 
he is that type of player on film to me. So um, just a couple other guys. Um, I'm curious on what Josh Downs runs. He is probably a guy that's going to run, if, if I had to guess, like high four fours. But I don't know. I will be concerned a little bit if he runs over four fives because I think he's going to weigh in around 170. That's really small. That's one of the bigger differences. I'm I'm going to write an article about this, I think, this week. But between Flowers and Downs, I think Flowers has more of a accelerator, a different gear in terms of explosiveness, deep speed-wise. Um than downs does, but you know, maybe, maybe I'll be wrong there. I'm, I'm curious to see. Um, and then Julius Brents got mocked to the Steelers this week uh, from Kansas state. He's, you know, he had a really good senior bowl checks a ton of boxes. I mean that the Steelers typically would look for, you know, he's got the size, he's got the length, you know, he plays the run very well. Fluidity, um, fluidity oh, for his size is very, very um, intriguing. Position. I want to see how he runs. If if he goes out and runs like mid four fours, something like that, I think uh, we're talking about a guy that's going to shoot himself up into day two, um, maybe higher into day two than we, you know, previously expected. It's kind of difficult to gauge this cornerback class because like it's just freaking loaded, like and it's yeah. got flavors for whatever you'd like. And then just one more drill. Dang, almost knocked my computer down. Um, one more drill related thing is. Um, Dontavion Wicks, like, I want to see how he catches the football in these drills at the combine. Um, just a lot of drops on tape. Like, I think he's super talented. That Virginia offense this year was a, a catastrophe, to say the least. But um, he's a guy who I think is, like, super talented. He's going to probably go on day three of the draft, I guess. Um, but, you know, someone that I could, could easily outplay their draft position, I'm just – I want to see how he catches the football, like just drops littered all over his tape. It was a really big problem this past season. And then, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for me. You got anybody else? No, not, not much, but, uh, mentioned on wicks. So Mm -hmm. catching drills, I, I, I really look for this a lot. I look for how wide and how close together your hands are. Typically, if you're forming about it, like a diamond technique, you're able to slow the rotation of the ball with your fingers that's something I look for so much. A lot of it has to do with, you know, the way I've been, you know, look things so I've looked for in receiver. Jahan Dodson had one of the best <laughs> drills last year, yep. just being able to catch the ball. I'm really curious to see who stands out in that regard overall, um, who who has wider hands than expected and has some, you know, clapping issues with their, with their hands because of how wide they are, you know. Well, well, I'm, there's a lot to look forward to at the combine. We can't hit on everything, but we hope that we gave you a really good rundown of just what to look for guys to guys that could blow up the combine overall. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, we're really, we're looking forward to next week, man. Um, I know I'm, I'm going to be in Indy. A couple of our guys, you know, Noah, Steven are going to be in Indianapolis covering the combine, um, in person, something I got to do last year, which was, an awesome experience, you know, getting to talk to the players, getting to see them work out. Um, really looking forward to how how um, awesome next week's going to be, and we hope that we can provide a ton of coverage for you guys as well. So be, be sure to stay tuned to the site. Um, there's going to be plenty of content up next week, interviews of players, all kinds of stuff. Um, and as always, just make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Talk. We will be back next week. I'm not sure the time and day because I'll be in Indianapolis traveling. 
uh, but we will have an episode next week. We're about to start doing our positional rankings. We're going to drop some positional rankings for you guys on the pod. Uh, there's a specific position you guys want to see, you know, relatively early in the process. Let us know. Drop a comment, drop a like, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.